my name is Aurora and you're listening to live coverage of my zany life. Our top story tonight concerns a comment my roommate Anna made at a music show we went to together. With each new song, the two of us got more and more drunk when she mentioned that she had to take her new girlfriend to see this band sometime. What is particularly distressing is that she never even mentioned a new girlfriend. Top experts say this may have something to do with my tendency to get over-involved in her personal life, but that cannot be true. The story began on Friday as I was getting ready for work. Anna informed me of a Nirvana cover band playing down the street from us, which... Okay, I get Nirvana is one of the greatest bands of all time and all that jazz, but does the world really need more cover bands of them? I mean, it was cool the first time I saw some 18-year-olds naming themselves after an abstract part of Buddhism they don't understand, but I think some of them need to practice some sati surrounding their life choices. Either way, I agreed that I'd go with her. Later that day, when I got home from work, she was incredibly surprised to see me home, almost as if she was hiding something. After changing, doing my makeup, and one heated debate over whether or not it was cool to go to a show as soon as it started, we headed over to the bar. Nothing suspicious happened for a while, though it is worth noting the only song she sang along to was Heart Shaped Box, which could suggest that her love life is currently active. I asked a witness about this, and they said, quote, It probably means she's a poser. I don't really know what that means, so I vote to waive this evidence. I will admit, my ability to properly remember the following incidents of the night was rough, at best. However, I do clearly remember her rejecting the advances of two attractive men and one attractive woman. It's noting that her rejection of the two men probably has to do with the fact that she's a lesbian, but the woman! Now that is damning evidence! In other news, my boyfriend and sister, different people, both made a new friend. Mark and Carmen are in medical school together, so they mainly know the same people. It's funny always hearing two completely separate sides of the story. For example, there are a lot of people Mark holds in high regard whom Carmen says are kinda creepy. Early last week, Carmen called me saying that she met a new person named Harry Richard. He's the roommate of one of her friends. They met at a small gathering and discussed the relevancy of utilitarianism in pop culture analysis. That same week, Mark also met a guy named Harry Richard, and they talked about the Jays season? Or something? I do not understand sports. At this point, I decided to start calling Mark's Harry Richard Harry Dick. He thought it was a great idea. Carmen told me Harry Richard was tutoring some of the undergraduate students in the health sciences program. My sister, Ever the Saint, decided to help him with it. Apparently he was really good at teaching, but he was kind of an asshole to the student. He told Carmen it's a lot easier to deal with teaching irritating 13-year-olds than irritating 19-year-olds, which makes a lot of sense, because anyone who expects a middle schooler to be tolerable was either popular in middle school or was so unpopular that they hung out with high schoolers instead and either way those are not people you want to trust and i get it annoying 19 year olds are the fucking worst like when you go to a club and you hear someone say it's their 19th birthday your only options are to avoid them completely in which case you're just going to get extremely pissed off with how obnoxious they are or you stick with them in case they've got their parents credit card and offer to buy you a drink But in that case, you're going to have to endure actually sitting there for half an hour, uh, which is not worth one watered-down drink. No, thank you. 
So, Carmen and Harry Richard are tutoring these undergrad students together, and eventually they start to form a little good cop, bad cop routine. Harry Richard explains the concepts to them, and Carmen ensures their anxiety about it. Meanwhile, Harry, Dick, and Mark have been bonding by playing some basketball together. They'd been hanging out by the parkette near my diner, which was nice because it meant Mark would come visit me at work when he was done. Throughout the week, I learned that Harry Dick was a massive fan of Barney from How I Met Your Mother, and not much else. So then, next time I'm at work, I'm just doing my thing, and in walks this guy, roughly my age, with a younger kid who I assume was his brother. Kid's probably like 13 or 12. First thing I notice is that this guy is wearing a Raptors jersey, so, you know, basketball fan. Of course, I wasn't going to assume this random guy is Harry Dick or Harry Richard right off the bat, but the park that Harry Dick had been hanging out in was just a few blocks away. And at this moment, I also realized that Carmen mentioned that Harry Richard's apartment was also nearby. Either way, I figured it best not to assume until I had any evidence. I took their orders, and the suspected Harry Dick Harry Richard gets a BLT sandwich with a salad on the side. I remember that Carmen said Harry Richard ordered one of these while they were tutoring. I left and gave their orders to the kitchen, and while I was there, I texted both Carmen and Mark, asking them some questions about potential Harry Dick or Harry Richard. Carmen said that she knew he had a brother. Mark wasn't sure whether or not Harry Dick did. Mark knew that Harry Dick actually comes to my diner pretty often, and Carmen said she doesn't go around asking her friends whether they go to her sister's workplace. When I asked them if Harry Dick or Harry Richard usually carries around a brown Jansport backpack, they both told me it was a little bit weird to be asking a bunch of questions about a guy they'd only met for, like, a week. So, I took that as a yes on the whole backpack thing. At this point, I was almost sure that this guy was either Harry Dick or Harry Richard. I just needed one final piece of confirmation. So, knowing that both Harry Dick and Harry Richard are in medical school, I decided to casually drop in a couple of questions into my conversation with these guys. As I come up to them mid-meal to check in on their order, I asked the younger one about his favorite subject in school, which was recess, by the way, before turning to the older one. I asked him, how familiar are you with the human body? He looked shocked for a second before telling me he was very familiar with it and doing a weird gesture with his head. I was so excited I nearly squealed. I'd, I'd guessed it. Finally, after so long, I asked him, Are you Harry Dick or Harry Richard? He said, Wouldn't you like to know? In a sort of suggestive voice. So I was like, No, 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 I'm serious. I've been dying to ask you since you came in. This time, instead of playing along, he just looked confused. You've been dying to ask me if I have a Harry Dick or a Harry Richard? No, I've been dying to ask you if you are Harry Dick or Harry Richard. He was so mad, appalled at the question. He accused me of spending the past half hour waiting to ask him if he was an asshole. He said he thought I was just going to ask for his number or something, and I told him I could get it from either Carmen or Mark, but I needed to know if he was Harry Dick or Harry Richard first. Well, that really set him off. He started to cause a total scene, yelling at me about how he's not gay and doesn't know anyone named Mark, and even if he did, he said no homo first, so it doesn't count. It was so embarrassing, and to top it all off, he didn't even give a fucking tip. So, my lesson of the day is that sometimes social media stalking people is okay. If I checked Facebook first, I would have learned that Harry Dick and Harry Richard were the same person, which I guess makes a lot more sense. I also would have seen a lot of weird fights with American family members.
Welcome back! I have some awesome updates. Most excitingly, I was right, bitches! Anna is dating someone. Her name is Rosie and she's super pretty. I haven't met her yet, but Anna showed me her Instagram profile and it was all good things. Most importantly, this is the first girl Anna's dated without a Snapchat username in her bio, which is a huge step up for her. In fact, the only thing in her bio is an incomprehensible quote, which means that she's quirky, which means that she's cool. Hit me up if you're always asking, smoke what? I don't understand it, but I want this girl to give me weird looks in a group setting. That's how cool she is. Anna's such a private person, and she barely reveals anything about her personal life, ever. She didn't even tell me she got her dream job. She just started having more consistent work schedules, so I asked her if her hours had changed, and she just shrugged and told me she was a graphic designer now. Point being, she hates talking about herself, so it's really exciting she told me that she's dating someone. In slightly less exciting news, I played a set at the bar. I've been waiting for quite some time now, but my tentative spot kept getting beat out by SoundCloud rappers. Goddamn SoundCloud rappers. Not everyone can be Doja Cat, and I wish more people would realize that. Playing the set was a lot of fun. I haven't played alone in front of an audience in much too long. It was cool, though. I adore music, which is obviously why I'm going into it, but if I'm being honest, I felt a little bit discouraged lately. <laughs> I know I seem like I'm on top of my shit, but if I'm being honest, that's only because I don't like talking about what's bothering me. But getting onto that stage, even if it was just for a small group of people, it was really nice. There's this moment when you're playing a set, usually three or four songs in, after the anxiety has settled and you're all warmed up, and you finally feel comfortable enough to look up into the crowd for more than a few seconds at a time, where you don't really see the people in the crowd as a group of people anymore. They become an audience. Your mind goes blank, and you stop worrying about whether or not you sound good, not due to apathy, but rather because it just doesn't matter anymore. At that point, it's too late to back out, but too early to cut anything short, so you just have to trust yourself to know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to start to fuck up, but if you don't trust yourself, you're going to fuck up even worse. And it's honestly the most freeing feeling in the entire world. There's a lot of things I don't know, like how the tables are numbered at work, or how to read my sister's facial expressions, or what the heck I'm doing with my life, but... When I'm in that moment, I always know exactly what to do and where to go, and sometimes I end up doing things I didn't even know would sound good, and whether or not I mess it up, it doesn't matter, because I know, at the very least, I'm going to be okay by the time the song finishes. So yeah, playing the set was really cool. I haven't been in that moment in a really long time. Plus, some band asked me to sub in for their vocalist while she gets her wisdom teeth removed. I haven't performed with a group of people in a long time, so I'm excited to do that again. Ooh, actually, the guy just sent me the set list. Okay, let's see, let's see. Okay, the man who sold the world, lake of fire, lithium. God damn it, it's a fucking Nirvana cover band. 